Close all the doors to my bedroom. Under, under the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> and the girl who lived. The girl who podcasted. The girl who slived. Yeah. <laughs> well, and on that note, hello, everybody, girls and Hi. gays. Welcome to Rate, Debate, Recreate. My name is Sammy Purcell, and I'm sorry if you can hear the sirens outside She's in right a now. High speed chase. I'm in a heist movie right now. I'm, and I'm the one chasing her. Look at color. <laughs> nice. And we are back for episode two of season three. Yes. Um, we're carrying on in the wake of Leah Michelle being announced oh as Annie Bryce and Funny Girl. Dating um, when we're recording this. <laughs> I know. I just want to give people like a little, um, you know, some context for maybe mm-hmm. where we are mentally at this yeah. point in time. Um, this episode obviously will be released much later. So hopefully, who knows? Like, who knows what's going to be going on with Funny Girl <laughs> when we actually release this podcast. Um, but anyway, Logan... Yes, Sammy. Can you describe what a song cycle is for me and for the listeners? I will do my damn best. So okay. it gets its origins, I guess, actually. <laughs> <laughs> After a brief Wikipedia search. So actually, its origins are like in German classical music. Surprisingly, so, yeah. in the context of musical theater, is pretty similar. And basically, it's like a series of songs that are connected to a central idea in some way it may or may and so now i'm, I'm going to be talking mostly about musical theater now um even though its roots are in classical music um but in the context of musical theater that that can mean that it may or may not have distinct characters um it could also include like archetypes of characters but the idea is that it's a bunch of songs that live as kind of one concept piece that could mm-hmm. be performed on stage but also can live alone as an album and they usually surround some kind of issue or theme. Um, So I also wanted to give some, also, I guess we're spoiling, both Sammy and I are gonna be talking about some of our favorite song cycles today. I love musical theater song cycles and I feel like it would be such a disservice to all the amazing song cycles out there to not mention a few of my favorites that I think you should check out. Um, So I'll, just for for our listeners, please check out, all of these that I'm about to mention. <laughs> Anything and Everything by Kerrigan Loudermilk, a songwriting oh, duo. You might know them from songs like How to Return Home, Holding mm-hmm. On, Run Away With Me, Run Away oh. With Me, yes. um, <laughs> Edges by Pasek and Paul. Mm-hmm. Move Aside, Dear Evan Hansen, and Dogfight. Edges <laughs> Literally, is there. Have they gotten <laughs> worse as they've gone along? <laughs> No Edges offense. Is so good. <laughs> yeah, it's Elegies, really good. I don't know if that's the right pronunciation. Elegies. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. By um, William Finn, who did like Putnam and some other cool yeah. stuff. And then my last one, um, which is my personal favorite, is Ghost Quartet by Ooh. Dave Malloy, who is the mastermind behind probably my favorite musical ever, if you're a fan of the pod, which is 
Natasha Pierre in The Great Comet of 1812. I thought you were going to say Shrek. <laughs> I mean, we're not talking top 10. We're talking okay, top okay, two. nice. I've never heard of that one. I'll have to check it out. You, I really think you would love it. It's a, it's a okay. beautiful ghost. It's exactly what it says it is. It's like a haunting quartet vibe. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. I'll definitely have to check. I think I've listened to most all of those except the last one. So I'll have to check that out. And I guess I'll explain what the show is about and tell you what our theme is, even though Logan already spoiled that, but you know what, that's fine. Um, So for those of you who are new to Rate to Bait, Recreate, every week, me and Logan pick a musical based on a category. This week's category is Song Cycles. Um, We rate that show on a scale of one to 10. We debate which one is better. And then we think of one aspect that we would change and recreate it. Um, we use that term, term, excuse me, term pretty <laughs> loosely, um, you know, just depending on how we're feeling. And give me one second, because I think my dog wants out of this room. Fair. I understand. Sorry, buddy. For our listeners, Willie is Sammy's beautiful dog, and Sammy is currently in her Harry Potter cupboard era. Okay. I left the door open, so he Oh, I know. I was just explaining the scene to our listeners. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Um, but anyway, this week, my show or my song cycle, I guess, is Songs for a New World by Jason Robert Brown. Wow. And mine is Fugitive Songs by songwriting duo Miller Tyson. I believe it's Chris Miller and Nathan Tyson. That sounds right to me. Um, so I guess we can get into some summary. I assume yours is going to be a little different than usual mine is mm-hmm. too just because of the nature of what we're actually discussing um so I guess I'll just go into some background on songs for a new world and yeah. what it is um because I didn't really know I just listened to it and thought that's nice so <laughs> um written and composed by the one the only JRB and it was originally directed by Daisy Prince um, mm-hmm. And the way it kind of came about is they took songs that Jason Robert Brown had written for other events and put oh, him together. Like other, it said other events on Wikipedia. And I was like, do you mean other shows? Like things that he was just kind of fucking around with, like who knows, but songs that he had basically previously written and like put them together in the song cycle and like made them fit together mm-hmm. um and then that, I was doing some other research and I guess like some people don't really consider this a song cycle like they consider it more of like an abstract musical or like somewhere in between um but it's described yes it's described as a series of songs all connected by a theme so like that's yeah. the song cycle I would argue but whatever I did not know yeah. though that it's is like from different I mean I don't know I guess it's not that surprising that it's different no. projects but yeah I do think that it flows really well together me too um, I don't know and now I, I'm like I kind of want to like go through Jason Robert Brown's past projects and be like was this cut from <laughs> I know. was this cut from the last five years honestly yeah. some of man number two songs could have been cut whatever anyway maybe all of these characters are actually just Jason Robert Brown <laughs> god the poor woman anyway um so the theme that they're all kind of connected by is the moment of decision mm-hmm. and so this I found I find kind of fascinating because I didn't really click or clock this beforehand I assumed all the characters were the same the whole time which like 
now that I know what all the songs are about, like objectively doesn't make sense, but whatever. <laughs> um, so there are four performers. They do not play the same character throughout, but they like still have arcs, which we'll yes. sort of talk about. And I think I'm going to stop there and then do like the rest of what the songs are about later and kind of I like look at that. Love that. My, I'm doing okay. a similar, like very short intro. Okay, um, cool. so we can focus because I don't there's not much too much more to talk about than the songs themselves <laughs> exactly so I'm gonna give I to get ready for this just as some background I watched the 2018 um new version like new concert version that came out um so it was a bootleg so it wasn't like the greatest quality so that might have like informed a little bit of some of my thoughts mm -hmm. but I think as a show like as a song cycle I would give this an eight out of ten I think it's like absolutely amazing and then vocally I give that cast 10 out of 10 100 out of 10 like oh my god perfect no notes um and then I think I'd give the staging like a five or six out of 10 I really didn't vibe with it which I'll talk about interesting but, okay I'm really okay. interested to hear your thoughts <laughs> oh and I guess um, I need a rating system um Damn it. I always forget to do this. I did. I know. I'm literally like looking. So I guess if we like combined all those together, it's like what, like a seven out of 10 or something like that. Like, so yeah. 7.5 out of 10 um, daddies who are afraid of crying. That's it. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Not a few songs, I guess. So mm -hmm. Fugitive Songs is um, also a song cycle, obviously revolving around the idea of like running away, starting a new life, mm -hmm. escaping your current reality, some form of that, um, becoming a fugitive, I guess you could say, and yes. whether that's through forced circumstances or personal choice or whatever. So really the whole um, song cycle explores these ideas of like unfulfilled desires in life, like having a restless spirit and not wanting to, you know, stay as a homebody, but to go find yourself in the world. Um, and it's told through six actors and actresses playing pretty nondescript characters. Um, or I guess there are mm -hmm. characters in individual songs. However, as a whole, similar to Songs for a New World, there aren't like six static characters from beginning yeah. to end, as much as there are archetypes of like- sure journeys that people mm -hmm. go on the show ranges from like tongue-in-cheek songs to a lot more serious songs that all explore like the meanings and also like the underlying reasons for what this human need to escape and to like find oneself is which I certainly can relate to yeah um, for sure. <laughs> yeah like I feel like so much of my adolescence was riddled by like I need to get out of here to mm -hmm. find myself. Um, and I feel like all these, all these actors, like all the characters are supposed to be at what, like 18? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely feels like teen angsty and then sure. like 20 somethings. Mm -hmm. um, I think it is a really like relatable and um, I, I don't know, relatable for me at least theme. Yeah. Um, the OG cast of, of this has some like huge names and incredible mm -hmm. singers and talent. Um, it's Gavin Creel, Barrett Wilbert Weed, <laughs> Joshua Henry, Karen Olivo, Alicia Humphreys, and Matt Kaplan. 
And what a what a group. All of them say, yeah, an amazing <laughs> yeah. group. Kind of like a, a little bit of an odd, like, group of, I don't know, people I wouldn't necessarily put together vocally mm-hmm. that, like, end up slaying, mm-hmm. um, yeah, together. So that's, that's what I'll start off with. Um, I have obviously a lot more thoughts, but um, I'm going to start off with that summary and I'm going to give fugitive songs context I'm not doing a similar like rating that Sammy did where I'm looking just because I we haven't seen any stage productions of it so I'm truly going off of the music which I listen to a lot so I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten musically I do I do think that like while I haven't seen the stage version I have seen like clips of things being performed and I honestly think that it doesn't work as well on stage Mm -hmm. so like if if I were, I'd probably give it a lower rating out of that. But I also don't know that it's even like its purpose is to be anything but what it is. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm gonna yeah. give it nine out of ten homosexualities, which is a line <laughs> from one of the songs. Great. I think I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten, just because like I really, really love it. Um but there are some skips I would say and I think Mm -hmm. like even the songs that I am not so like keen on for songs for a new world I'm like this is interesting I guess like this Mm. is doing something or this is like sort of like Jason Robert Brown figuring himself out in like a very interesting way I see that I interesting I kind of feel like the same but opposite like I think that where songs for a new world shines it is like incredible it's so good but there are moments for me that I just always skip for my songs for new world rating I think I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten um what was your rating daddies who are afraid of crying daddies who are afraid of crying Mm -hmm. um one thing I will say when I texted Sammy this before we started Mm-hmm. The opening of Songs for a New World is like, truly <laughs> so good. <laughs> one of the best songs of all time. It's like and amazing. Like, honestly, that song is a 1000 out of 10. Yeah. Um, and like there are other there are other bops for sure, but like I maybe part of why I struggle a little bit with Songs for a New World, I don't struggle with it, but why I'm not like in love with it is because it starts off so high and yeah. never reaches that level again. Ooh, I think it does reach that level again, but the high is really high. Like that is the opening, the opening, the opening of that song, like just in this case, Saleya Pfeiffer, just like clear as a bell out into the abyss, which we'll talk more about Saleya Pfeiffer. Sammy and I have performed that song We did. We performed actually quite a few songs from both of these shows together. I know. I think a lot of the Fugitive songs were when I was abroad, though. I wasn't there. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But that's how I learned a lot of them. I think that's Mm -hmm. actually, I knew what Songs for a New World was before cast, but I did not know what Fugitive songs was. So thank you to original cast. Okay. So I guess to get started... I wanted to ask you a question. If you have, like, when you're listening to songs for a new world, do you listen more to the original cast recording, like with Andrea Burns and all those folks, or the new one from 2018? Um, Because I have strong feelings. 
Yeah, I honestly think that I usually actually listen to the older one, but mm -hmm. I think that the newer one is better. I just have the older one saved on a lot of my musical theater playlists. And That's fair. Changed <laughs> that. I do think that the, the 2018 is objectively better, specifically Soleil and Shoshana. Like, my God. No shade at anyone. Like, yeah, yeah, truly. And they not, were great. Not to the other cast and not to the other people yeah. in the 2018 cast, but like, it is like next level performer singing boots house down shit like it's, it's incredible and watching the like concert version that i did like especially particularly particularly when shoshana just like walks on stage everyone goes nuts for like As five minutes she has the most incredible stage presence they do it for um michael kilgore is that his name yeah him as well and then the I've other seen two him are... perform actually a couple oh, times he's insane he's so good I, I don't know if I've talked about this on the pod before but there's this show that I'm obsessed with that I'm actually seeing for the fifth time on tomorrow oh my God. Uh, which is called Titanic oh yes it of is course. a mm -hmm. Celine Dion <laughs> uh fever dream but anyway mm -hmm. Michael Kilgore was in like one of the original casts maybe in 2018 okay. or 19 when I saw it what yeah. incredible like he's unbelievable voice not a real human like yeah. i don't understand how the sounds that come out of his mouth come out of his mm -hmm. mouth like he does that they do like a tina turner moment in in titanic and he played like the tina turner character uh, which was the personified iceberg that hit the titanic that's beautiful <laughs> no notes <laughs> it wasn't the iceberg's fault anyway um so I am also partial to this cast and also shout out Colin Donnell, who mm. looks so hot <laughs> during this mm. concert. And I think that his voice really hits better. Like speaking of Colin Donnell, his voice hits so much more live than it does over recording. Like there's like some quality that like, I think gets a little lost like in recording and he still sounds great, but it just sounds like a little fuller and more like rich yeah. live so that was really nice to get to hear and also he sort of looks like Ben Affleck in this concert which <laughs> is really good for me pro. <laughs> yeah <laughs> not a con not a con not a con um anyway so I guess to talk about like the structure of the show a little bit and to get into the songs themselves because that's like mainly what we're going to talk about I guess so there are four performers as I said and I wanted to kind of map out what I think they're character arcs with no set characters oh are, i love that basically okay, cool. um so you have man number one man number two woman number one woman number two i think man number one his whole deal is like about adventure like he's like sort of afraid of like what lies ahead so mm -hmm. to speak about the songs he has he has a lot of the like i would call them like voyager songs i guess and a lot of the historically significant songs so he has on the deck of a Spanish sailing trip, 1942, which, ha, wonder what that is. Um, and he's like talking about going to a new world and like praying for safety for everyone around him, et cetera. Um, he has The River Won't Flow, which is a duet with Man 2, which is sort of like two dudes kind of shooting the shit about their bad luck, sort of. And he has The Steam Train, which is a bop, um, which is about like a teenager from a poor neighborhood in New York City who like dreams of playing basketball. He's like, you don't know me, but you're gonna. Like, he's just like always about forward momentum, but like still has some trepidation about um, what that exactly means. He also has King of the World, which is like about a guy who's like kind of like in a prison. I don't know if it's metaphorical or literal, but he's like, I gotta get out. Like he's like demanding to get out. 
And then he has Flying Home, which is like a soldier who has just died, like sings as he goes on to the next life. And I think it's like the Revolutionary War, but I guess it could be any war. But the song before it was the Revolutionary War. So we're going to go with that. Um, and then we have man number two, who I would say his whole deal is like, he's afraid of commitment. Like he's got like, he's got this choice in front of him, like all these characters do. And the choice is like, do I commit to this person that I'm with, like commit to a partner or do I not? Because my parents fucked me up. That's kind of the vibe I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Um, and his story ends in commitment basically. So he's got the river won't flow that do I mentioned before he's got, she cries, or he's sort of like describing the woman he loves in like semi-loving ways but then like kind of being like duh it's also kind of fucking sucks too like it's very like back and forth he's kind of wishy-washy um then he's got the world was dancing with which is his first duet with woman number one and she kind of like recounts the story of his father and how they sort of have like his father's failings like personally and professionally and how they've like influenced his decisions um particularly how it relates to his relationship with a woman in this case i guess woman one and then the last duet of course is i give it all for you with woman Mm. one again which is like them kind of reuniting um so speaking of woman one her whole thing dream (laughs) role oh my god definitely the best role in songs from the world but i think woman two has the best song stars and moon yeah I freaking love I think that song. I'm not afraid of anything as well. <sighs> okay, I think that's like a more fun, maybe more fun vocally, but like the acting in Stars right, of the Moon, right. like that is such I'll a fun challenge, I feel like. And we'll get to that. Shoshana kills it. But so woman number one is afraid, ironically, because she's not afraid of anything. <laughs> she's like afraid of being stifled by other people's fears. Like she's afraid that like other people and their issues and their like fears will like somehow fuck up her like direction of life which is like connected to man number two I feel like so she sings I'm not afraid of anything which is where she like literally reflects on the fears of all the people she loves her daddy is afraid of crying (laughs) and how those fears have affected her it's a great song and then she has the world was dancing with man two that duet she has the Christmas lullaby where she like sort of finds out she's pregnant and instead of being fearful of it she's like holy shit like I'm about to fucking kill like I'm about to bring life into this world like it's a very interesting pregnancy song I feel like there's like hardly any trepidation in it at all Mm -hmm. um like she like very like tackles that next step very strongly and then she's got I give it all for you with Mantu which is like them coming back together now we've got woman number two who is the funniest i would say she's yeah, got like a bunch comedic. of the comedic songs um i would say she's like afraid of loneliness or like choosing mm. the wrong part like she's afraid of like choosing the wrong partner and then like ending up alone <laughs> which yeah. is um yeah. put forth through just one step which is hilarious um it's like a wealthy wife contemplates jumping out a window to get her <laughs> husband's attention <laughs> And the way Shoshana B and Axit in this performance, it looks like, I don't know if they do this all the time, but it looks like he falls out the window. Like she kind of like goes like, oh, and like looks over like he accidentally fell, which I don't know if that's what she was going for. And it made me laugh. Um, She has the aforementioned stars in the moon, which is still funny. It's like ends on a really kind of devastating note, but it's still very funny. It's like a woman kind of recounting her three different lovers and how different they are and like 
which one she chose and why which she chooses like the very rich one um and then she has surabaya santa making sure i said that right uh, which is like mrs claus being like fuck off santa. <laughs> <laughs> i hate you santa you ignore me all the time <laughs> Which is pretty funny. And then she has like a very interesting song, which I think like more so leans into the afraid of like loneliness aspect of this. She has the flag maker, 1775, which is about a woman sewing a flag while she worries about her husband and son who were fighting in the Revolutionary War, which is very, very different than everything else she's got. I really like um, how that song connects to the theme that you talk about with her of like Mm -hmm. afraid of choosing wrong because I think it does tap into like a really historic issue for women specifically Mm -hmm. which is like an unfortunate truth that a lot of most women's lives before like 1900 and still even in many places up to today like their lives were completely determined by the partner that they chose yeah so having the like 1770s song Mm -hmm. Like, did I, is this like the right thing? Yeah, and it's interesting because like her life, like her whole life, like modernly, that's interesting that you say that because I feel like her whole modern song cycle is like her being like, I gotta be rich, I gotta be rich, I gotta be rich. And then like that always like, and I guess Santa's not rich, but like she's just Santa or whatever. Rich in whatever. Sure, whatever. But she's like, I gotta be like, secure and I like need to like choose the person who's gonna like give me this like fairy tale life but like in pursuit of like this perfect idea of what she wants she like kind of like flouts out I don't know if that's a word but she just kind of like I believe it. flips off any kind of like emotion or passion or whatever it might be and it ends up like going wrong for her and then in the last song like we don't we like know that she has like this overwhelming love for her like family her husband and her um son who are gone but like she can't do anything about like the things that they're facing and she's still alone so it's kind of very very depressing and sad bleak outlook even though I would argue the show ends on like a very happy note yeah um but I think this is like it made me because I had always assumed, I think I said this before, that they were all the same characters, which now that I know, like, one of them takes place in 1942 and another takes place in today, like, that doesn't make any sense. But I think it's, like, that's why, again, like you said, I'm really interested that, like, he just chose these songs from different things and put yeah. them together, which I'll kind of bring back in my recreate. But I think it's interesting that he did that because they work really well mm-hmm. together as far as, like, character arcs, even if they're not specifically about the same people necessarily it's kind of like what you said with them um, fugitive songs with like them being archetypes but in this case they're like very specific archetypes like they have yeah. time periods and stuff <laughs> um but anyway i i just thought that was like kind of an interesting way to like move about this idea of like kind of fear of like moving forward and then like centering it all on like one person who's like the voyager one person is like afraid of his parents like affecting his romantic life one person is afraid of everyone else like affecting their romantic life and then one person is afraid of just like being alone and then like mm. kind of support like coming at it from four angles <laughs> yeah just like you're on the edge of change and like change yeah. is usually I think like 
precipitated. I don't know if that's a word either by fear. Like, recreate you know, words. like change is like, we just make up words here. Re- recreate words. Yeah. Um, but fear and like, <laughs> fear and change go together. So I think like, it's interesting to me how much this musical is about fear, I guess, you know? Yeah. Um, but anyway, I love the music. I think the music's dope. Um, I'm not afraid of anything is an amazing song, as you said, and I'll talk some more about like specific things in the 2018 version. Like I just have a list of points I'm on, I want to make later. Um, but I want to talk about the staging a bit of this because I think that's my biggest pet peeve with how this was done. Yeah, and it could have been because of the quality of the video I watched, but it felt like very college to me. First, they like all just start like four of them across the stage singing. And I kind of wish they basically did that the whole time. Like I, I like when they act together, like I think I give it all for you. Like there are parts of that I really liked. I like people's interactions, but they just try to do too much. I think like they use mics sometimes and they don't at other times. Like it just feels very like vague and loose when like the river, um, what's the song? What's the river song? The river don't run. That's the song looked really sloppy to me because it's just like Michael Kilgore and Colin Donnell sort of like walking around like it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel like they're like centered at all it just feels like two dudes shooting the shit but there's no like cohesive like staging to it really and I think sometimes so they do this thing sometimes where they have like dancers I think sometimes it looks cool. Like Steam Train, it looked really cool. Um, King of the World, the choreography was awesome. And like the lighting was very cool. But if you're gonna like make it, if you're gonna like put that kind of like work into it and make it look very cool at those parts, you have to like do it for the whole thing too. And I thought sometimes the dancing looked so weird. The end, I really don't like, like they have like a, dancer come out and pretend to be a dead person and then Michael Kilgore like sort of sings to the dead body and I was kind of like I just kind of wish it was Michael Michael Kilgore's like thing and that he was just on stage singing Flying Home which is an amazing song and just like giving his all that way so I Mm -hmm. guess I just wish it wasn't so like hot and cold as far as like how much staging they decide to do and where um, if that makes sense. It just felt yeah, very amateur to me. And none of these people are amateur because yeah. I'm about to talk about how well they sing, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I totally hear what you're saying. And like, I, I feel like there is, and I think you'd agree with me. I think there is a room for like super minimalist productions. Yeah. But I think that when you're lacking visual aids, like a set or a big cast for choreography and stuff, you have to have really strong direction mm-hmm. and really strong like movement, like <clears throat> decisions, whatever it is, you have to compensate for your lack of a stage. And I feel yeah. like I totally hear what you're saying that I don't think they always accomplish it well. No. It feel, felt like they were trying to compensate for how big the stage was. And I do mm-hmm. think it was like maybe too big of a stage for that show. It's pretty large. Um, I'm not sure where they actually- Yeah, that could have been it, like in a black but, box theater. Yeah. Um, and it felt like they were trying to fill the stage, but like those four performers, like fill it, <laughs> fill it. I know, like Shoshana Bean just sitting down, like singing "Stars in the Moon." Like she takes up the entire room. Like she's like such a big performer. Like I don't know. 
Um, but I do want to talk about this cast because I just think they're amazing. Like I said, Colin Donnell, I think like there is something about his vocal um, tone live that just like doesn't translate to a recording that is marvelous. Um, Solea Pfeiffer is like a little chocolate laser beam. <laughs> like chocolate she's just. Laser beam. <laughs> I, I can't take credit for that. I'm pretty sure our friend Jack <laughs> described someone's voice like that before. Um, but I always think of it when I think of like voices that I really like now. I think it's that is like the type of voice I like. Like Solea. sweet, rich, right to your soul. Straight, yeah. You know? Yeah. Talea is a is up there with Patty as like a definitive Evita for me. Like she is, <sighs> I agree about her voice wholeheartedly. She's amazing. And then just to like talk about Shoshana a little bit, because Shoshana is the master of like making shit her own. And I just think, sorry, I'm just like losing my, just like kind of like reminiscing about how like amazing <laughs> I think she was while I was watching this. But I've listened to that old recording so many times. Like I, I, I do like it. I know I'm saying like really waxing poetic about this 2018 cast, but I do really love that 90s recording. I know how those songs go. Like I like, I know the cadence of that old recording. I know like how they phrase things. I know what notes they hit, etc. Shoshana on particularly on Stars in the Moon does so many different things. Like I met a man, like that whole thing that she does on I Met a Man, mm-hmm. like she makes it sound different every time. She makes things her own so effortlessly and she's like so innately likable and natural and like effortlessly just like she's like a little chameleon but it's so subtle like in stars in the moon I think you have to sort of like like this person so like the premise of the song is she's like I met all these amazing men but like I just want to be rich ha 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 so I married a rich guy and now I'm sad like like very like it's like very I guess um surface level description of the song but she is kind of an unlikable character but you have to like like her Mm-hmm. And kind of be on her side a little bit to like for the end to hit as hard as it does. And I think like Shoshana is so innately just like she feels like your friend just like kind of sitting there with you. But at the same time, she's able to take up so much space and like feel like a larger than life presence. I love her. <laughs> um, I agree. I think that yeah. she I, I don't think anyone would question that she is one of the best voices like of our time. Yeah. But I do think that her acting abilities are pretty underrated as well. I, yeah. I saw her. She was one of the Jennas I saw in Waitress. And <sighs> slayed it. Like, blew me away. And the way she, like, incorporates her acting choices into her vocal options that mm-hmm. she does is yeah. really, really cool. And not something I see a lot of other people in musical yeah. theater able to do with the, like, nuance that she has. I'm so glad you said that because I feel like I wrote this down. She like turns like her like vocal support and her like inflections into like shrugs yes. or whatever. Yeah. Like she, Soleil Pfeiffer did this too. Like I noticed both of them do it. Like I'd rather have a yacht. Like it's so clipped and she is also so clipped with her body language at the same time during Stars in the Moon. And Soleil like specifically like shrugs during I'm not afraid like she's like really thinking about it so she's like he's scared of what they'll be like takes it up and then like 
throws it away, like not me. Mm -hmm. And I think they do that really effectively as opposed to like, and I'm not trying to drag Ben Platt, but I'm going to say this. I think he, he does this kind of like flippy thing with his hand when he hits high notes, but I don't think it has anything to do with like the acting. Maybe it does. Who knows? Like I would have to ask him, but it feels like he's like doing it as a way to like help him hit the note, which like it's an incredible note to hit. I get that. But these two feel like they're like incorporating what they're doing vocally into their physicality for the character, which is great. And then I just want to like touch on Michael Kilgore a little bit more because like, especially in his voice and like how high he is able to sing, particularly when they're all singing as a group is incredible. Like in a new world, stellar opener, like the way he hits that higher option on like your life is different than you planned. Like it just sounds <laughs> amazing. And it's amazing to me how he can like, his voice is so unique and he can do insane stuff like that, but he's still somehow able to like blend in with the rest of the group. And also like going off of that, they sound like they are more than four people together. Oh yeah. Absolutely. It's insane. I can't, I like, I'm astounded every time that it's only four people. I'm like, are there people in the back, like, with mics? <laughs> I know. For real. Um, but anyway, that's really all I got. I really love the show. I think this cast is amazing. I would just love to watch them all sing it all the time. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I think I really, um, not to not add any conflict, but I think I agree with pretty much everything you said, <gasps> down yeah. to, like, acting choices <laughs> by individuals the like staging not working as well uh, yeah i i think it's really great yay um fugitive songs fucking song okay oh yeah let's talk about fugitive <laughs> also time to run away talking about a great opening song move to fugitive songs as well yeah. um not not the same like jaw drop chills on every nerve of my body that <laughs> the world gives me but it, it is i think still really special it like creeps up on you a little bit yeah like you're like Um, what's this (laughs) yeah okay I'll start okay so what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna go through some overall thoughts on fugitive songs and instead of I'm gonna break down four songs that stand out to me and then I'll just end with some like more general thoughts again okay so overall I think fugitive songs is like a consummate song cycle period it Mm. There, there aren't specific characters, you know, who who have arcs that last the entire show, even though I do think that, like, some of the individual actors might portray arcs. Um, but while there aren't, like, characters in the sense that, like, you know, I'm sure the character names are actor one, actor two, or something like that. Sure. There are really specific characters that are created in the songs. And I really, really love that. Um, and you get some, like, really, really interesting characters, like... Yeah, um, Wilson. Wilson, yeah, it's, like, this... Like, <laughs> Sounds like the worst. <laughs> on a road trip who, like, gets mixed up in this gas station robbery. Like, There's, crazy um, stuff. Poor Little Patty, which is, like, these two women basically idolizing, like, Patty Hearst. <laughs> like, I don't know if you know her story, Sammy. Yes, I yeah, do. It's, like basically was kidnapped and then committed crimes and but then it was like who's to say is that her fault was she like indoctrinated Manipulated, like, yeah. yeah but basically this song <laughs> is like these two women like 
saying like I wish we had that like we just have our our little like boring country lives so we don't sounds like she has a real family (laughs) (laughs) yeah I I think that um that's I think that's a really cool contrast to like still Mm -hmm. be able to have almost like character study songs um without that being a a requirement because there are also definitely Mm -hmm. songs that don't have any characters but b without even having actors portray that same character outside of that one song I think Mm -hmm. that works really well I think it's really cool um I also think that um okay I'm gonna back up a little before I talk about why I think this is so cool so Sammy and I not to talk about like our golden days like we always do (laughs) but I I think that Sammy and I's musical theater group in college in a certain way like what we were doing where we were doing like reviews more than straight up musicals but a lot of them kind of were similar to song cycles in that there would usually be some kind of theme to each show that we did whether it was relationships like finding yourself mental Mm -hmm. health um even more concept driven ones like seven deadly sins (laughs) um like there's always kind of a doors wasn't there one about doors (laughs) (laughs) sliding doors (laughs) Um, always some sort of like through line I guess throughout them um and so because of that when I was in college I was constantly thinking of like what cool through lines could be for a show like that so like I've done my fair share of brainstorming I, I'm like seasons the musical I think yeah. that could be cool. colors like, these, yeah colors. <laughs> whatever like I uh mine ended up kind of just being like about life and like growing up I guess sure. um but I think that future songs hits the nail on the human condition head with <laughs> the, <laughs> with the through line of the show being about like finding yourself like escaping home mm-hmm. being a fugitive whatever you want to call it um, mm-hmm. And again, I'm going to bring my old friend Joseph Campbell's archetype, The Hero's <laughs> Journey, because mm-hmm. I truly think that that is what this show is exploring, is this mm-hmm. like human need to escape your, from your circumstances, to go through trials and tribulations, to find yourself and like to come out an evolved human, but also kind of in a way like right back where you started. And mm-hmm. I think that's exactly what this show does especially if you look at how the, how the show opens with the song Reasons to Run, which is like an amazing song. All Great these song. people talking about all the reasons they need to escape, to run away from their problems, to like do something. And then mm-hmm. ending with the song One of These Nights, which is all about like home as a central concept. Mm-hmm. Like you're, they go through the hero's journey. They like discover the reasons they need to leave. Then throughout the show, they're, you know, some are positives they go through they meet pals and companions they go through like lows they sing these songs but they end up still coming back to this like same but different version of themselves so Mm -hmm. I want to dive a little bit into four songs including the first and the last um reasons to run I love this opener I think there are some Mm -hmm. really like great lyrics but also this really great diversity in the in the types of like feelings these people are feeling that yeah. I think is really cool because it shows how it's it's pretty like transcendent of circumstance um whether it's like a, a wealthy kid who feels like he this is not about the show but I'm saying like examples yeah. of like we're all kind of drawn to this feeling of feeling the need to prove yourself to find yourself outside of your home sure um so you know the show opens with I've burned my last great bridge 
sung by the beautiful vocals of Gavin Creel. <laughs> oh, love Who, Gavin Creel. Gavin Creel and Joshua Henry are performing together right now. I know, in, and the, it's the woods. The woods. Yeah. God, I, you know they're doing a cast recording? Sorry. Yes, they Sorry. are. Um, I cannot wait. <laughs> I'm gonna need, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see it, Sammy. I'm gonna get tickets before it closes. I, um, when does it close? Because I want to come. <laughs> and I think it's only, it was only like an eight week run and they just opened this week. So it's probably only, it'll probably close in a couple months. God, okay. But yeah, I'm excited <laughs> for Julia Lester. Um, yeah. of Beauty and the Beast in season two of High School Musical, the musical, the series. She plays <laughs> Bella. Um, Good for her. her. Apparently anyway. the cow is a star. Oh yeah, it's like puppetry magic. I, it looks John, awesome. So John got to see it. Oh <laughs> my like god. It said oh. Milky White was a star for sure. <laughs> Tony Award for yeah. Milky White. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> back to this. <clears throat> so open on I've Burned My Last Great Bridge. So one character is like basically, I interpret this to be like almost out of circumstance, like ne literally needing to sure. escape. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. I plan my great escape is another line you hear. Um, you hear Barrett Wilbert Weed saying, I've done the nine to five, the rat race suit and tie. Like everyone's listing their reasons that they're planning or, or needing to make this escape. And mm -hmm. it's done with these like interwoven melodies and the examples of their reasons to run. And it's so beautiful together it's in great. one song. I think it's a really, really beautiful yeah. song to open the show with and does a good job of like laying the thesis, I would say. Yeah, I, I think that like in general, the verbiage of the song is really intentional and it's it's great because like I was saying, there's no universal reason. It just is like, I think part of human nature. So mm -hmm. some are like really excited about this like new path. Some are like feeling fear. Some are saying that they're lost. Like, yeah. regardless of what their reasons are they're all like forced into this position to to run away yeah who's the guy who says like i'm the one your parents warned you about um, he always yeah. makes me laugh um it's uh joshua henry i think <sighs> makes me laugh every time yeah uh i could be wrong with that also <laughs> <laughs> who knows it doesn't sound like joshua henry but I don't know. That I, guy I makes actually me am pretty sure it's not him because I, I was saying that because there's a line in Shine that he sings uh -huh. about his parents, but it's actually upon retrospect, it's about like disappointing them, not about yeah. like they want he's to like it sounds like he's talking to a girl, but it, yeah. it sounds like he's like, I'm like an outlaw. I'm the one your parents warned you about. Yeah. Like, he's excited. <laughs> <laughs> and then halfway through, what I love is like the tension moment of this song that gets eventually resolved at the end is each character having their moments of like, but what will it be like if I don't run away? So yeah. there's the kind of pause everything. And it's like, if I stay, and it starts off like, if I'm static one more second, everyone mm -hmm. says their own reason. Like if I stay, if I'm static, if I keep staring at this computer, if mm -hmm. this happens um, and it builds up in this like really huge way. <clears throat> and ultimately the resolution is like, no, I can't. Like I have yeah. to leave. One of my favorite lyrics that demonstrates that is, um, they all sing, my past is only prologue, I can make it out alive. Mm -hmm. I love that idea of like, everything that's led up to this moment was pivotal and you know, and leading to who I am, but it's also mm -hmm. prologue, like the story can change at any point and like, I am in control of that. So amazing mm -hmm. song to open with. <laughs> um, <clears throat> next, I wanna talk about Poor Little Patty, <laughs> which is a duet between Barrett Wilbert Weed and Alicia Umbrace, which they're amazing together. Yeah. Um, and it's, I think it's simultaneously really funny 
kind of like demented in, in ways I mean. but like I'm gonna argue pretty relatable um <laughs> and I'll talk about that a little more in a way that hopefully doesn't crucify myself um <clears throat> basically they they open up with like I want to be Patty I want an intervention <laughs> an intervention is <laughs> an interesting choice of words there but yeah is, she like, got kidnapped <laughs> <laughs> I think that what they're doing though is like romanticizing this idea of just being swept up into a new life which like obviously sure. in, the, in the circumstance of Patty Purse is not like a um fun thing like it was a really <laughs> traumatic incident but I do think that it there are definitely like Disney kind of motifs and like you know motifs in general of like being swept off your feet and then we talked about Belle getting kidnapped yes last week <laughs> literally last week and yeah. like that was in I think in in Beauty and the Beast really amazing for Belle and like yeah. it it made this big change in her life that helped her discover herself <laughs> and see these things and so I think that like obviously I think it's a a a bit of a joke to use Patty first as the, <laughs> the center of that but I do understand what they're saying which is like I want out of my control for my life to just change in an instant and I want to be literally a third party to just like take control and I think part of it is them wanting to lose the own control that they have over their lives mm -hmm. um, because a lot of the like monotony and routine life that they're experiencing at one point they say like in this monotonous routine life in a small town or something like that a lot of that like I don't, whether or not they know it or are admitting it to themselves is because that is like the decision that they've made mm -hmm. and I think that like having this third party sweeping you off your feet and kidnapping you <laughs> <laughs> is exciting and I think it's also exciting in the same way that like true crime documentaries are exciting for sure like I, I think a big demographic of them is like younger women because yeah. there is like a both a thrill and a safety in like knowing these terrifying and, and horrible stories but also the safety of like that's not me that's not, not my life me yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so it didn't happen know. to me yeah, yeah exactly mm -hmm. and then like so yeah that's that's what I'm gonna say is like I think it is it's funny it's kind of demented but I think it's pretty relatable I also like have definitely found myself, especially in my younger days, like yearning for like what I now know with more, I don't know, time and experience, I guess, mm -hmm. is like not actually what I want. <laughs> but like, yeah. I definitely had times in my life where I yearned to like, to be a victim because I, I wanted, you know, I wanted like something interesting. I wanted like, yeah. To, to have like real things happen to me and I know now saying that that's dumb obviously I, I don't like think that victim people that are victims of, of certain circumstances like have you know are, are on this better path or whatever yeah but when I was younger they were probably don't think so this, like angst I was I wanted something like that so I don't know yeah I kind of no, I get song, that and I think it's a really funny way to demonstrate that like I need to yeah. get out of your message it's like tongue-in-cheek and like coming from like a place of privilege is really interesting mm -hmm, and like mm -hmm. and I I think you'll probably bring up that article you sent me later but I find I that interesting <laughs> as like how self-aware and non-self-aware they can be about that kind of thing yeah yeah mm -hmm um okay next one I want to talk about is the song shine which is, mm -hmm. is primarily sung by Joshua Henry um who oh. 
that wow. like no one compares honestly <laughs> so with an angel i sent sammy a video the other day actually have of him and gavin creel backstage into the woods they've yeah. been doing these like little kind of like ukulele guitar like duet moments highly yeah. recommend you check them out they're so cute he kills this song too <laughs> um but this song's really interesting so it was actually written in 2004 by miller tyson mm -hmm. as kind of commentary on the presidential election um and this was like obviously after bush had sent us into pretty mm -hmm. reckless wars that we didn't need to be in and i think that this song was like looking for some kind of hope and optimism in the bleakness of it all which mm -hmm. i don't know about you but is a very relatable yeah <laughs> thing that i fucking what do. i do every day <laughs> um, and it's interesting because i think it, the song definitely starts off really bleak um i think the opening line is i'm quite concerned it takes a beer to get me talking on anything of consequence these days um and nice. like boy can i relate <laughs> i i consider myself someone that is really political i care a lot about issues i study political science like i have been involved in campaigns and like mm. the idea of discussing world events while important is like debilitating for me <laughs> like yeah. right now just with yeah. how fucked up everything in the world yeah. is yeah. um so like i totally get it takes beer it, for me it takes <laughs> a little bit of weed you know to be talking about anything in consequence these days sure then the song kind of goes on and is talking you know more about kind of like being apathetic um and living in a world with you know tons of issues <laughs> where you hmm. don't feel like you as an individual are able to play a role in making a difference mm -hmm. and all you can do is kind of dissociate and go numb so yeah. like this song has stood the test of time in a pretty massive way <laughs> doesn't sound familiar uh, at all i don't know what you mean <laughs> i do really appreciate that despite all of the existential dread that they build up in this song the message overall is actually a really hopeful one basically the lyrics are like saying there's hope in the forecast like things always balance out and as humans like we are bound to shine so mm -hmm. it is really beautiful and i think it, there's something special about this like finding hope in the darkness moment kind of a little next to normal vibes of there's yeah. like light the sadness of yeah. it all yeah so there's only there's only darkness because of light and vice versa yeah. and then lastly i want to end on one of these nights i think again a beautiful beautiful way to close this album mm -hmm. i think it's a great like retrospective moment where a lot of the cast is asking themselves like was it worth it like was this Getting running it. away i was being a fugitive was living a different life worth it um where all the highs and lows and trials and tribulations that we had like did that actually have meaning and i think this i think this show is cool because i don't think it really answers that question mm -hmm. as much as it kind of just embraces the journey that each character went on and the the premise the way they word things is so interesting because it basically is like when they're reflecting on the past versions of themselves they're like that's all behind me that was the old me that's not who i am now like who i am now is an amalgamation of all the experiences i've had mm -hmm. and the old me didn't have the experiences that i do now so i think that's really really cool really special They've gone through a lot and they've learned a lot of lessons along the way. A lot of them like really tough to swallow. But at the end, 
still what they're coming back to is wanting to find this sense of home through it all. And I love at the very end there, um, they sing like I'm and the, the verbs change for every, every actor. So they're like, mm-hmm. I'm coming home, I'm finding home, I'm leaving home. Yeah. Um, and they all kind of intersperse and then connect on home. And that's how they end the song. So Aww. I think there's something really cool about a song, a show or a song cycle that's literally about escaping your home, ending so poetically on the idea of home. And again, speaks to this kind of like homeostasis, yin and yang, idea of balance that the show gives and that like if you're gonna leave a leave home like you're gonna come back in one way or another in a way that you might not have even recognized as home before but in a way that to the present you is some semblance of that I love that yeah I do think that it like I've always liked that them using different words to find home too and you're again sort of stepping on my recreate oh <laughs> um, but do you have anything else to say yeah, so about the last thing songs? I talk yeah. about was the the article I sent you so mm-hmm. so 2020 update <laughs> from Miller Tyson so I future songs came out in like I, I don't know exactly I want to say long time seven, eight, like pretty yeah. long ago um but they they like posted an update in 2020 basically they removed this song called Washington Heights from the all streaming platforms and also from like the licensed version of the show it I can't remember like a ton about it but I did used to listen to it and it was sung by Joshua Henry and it it definitely was one of the more lighthearted comedic songs the vibe of it was very much like get me the hell out of Washington Heights like I moved to New York and this is what I get like it it definitely like was meant to be comedic but I think like in retrospect wasn't and was written more from a a place of privilege than uh or at least a New York transplant like white perspective that wasn't someone actually living in Washington Heights Mm -hmm. um I would say like at worst it's like tone deaf like I don't I did find a version of it and like it's it's not like racist it's not like you know overtly bad but it it just is like not kind of leaves the wrong taste in your mouth a little bit after listening to it so mm-hmm. props to Miller and Tyson. They made a really beautiful post that was like saying, talking about when they wrote this song in 2004, what their perspective was, kind of like seeing a reflection in the mirror when they saw it in the Heights a few years later. Yeah. And being like, oh, oh fuck. we're kind of like advocating for the exact opposite perspective that in the Heights yeah. is. Um, and they were like, we kind of had thought about it over the years and this year, which I'm sure was also triggered by, you know, 2020 racial reckonings. Yeah. Um, yeah, made the decision to like make a statement and remove it. So yeah, I commend them for for updating it and and removing it and making a statement. Um, because especially because I don't think they like, I don't think it was as like terrible, like quote unquote cancelable no. as it would to like necessitate it. They even said it in the thing. They were like, no one ever talked to us. Like yeah. no one ever said anything to it about it to us about it. But we've been thinking about it. I do. I don't remember much about that song and I didn't notice that they'd taken it down, which I think says something. Um, but like, it's funny to me because the Patty Hearst one, I think is so, you're so obviously supposed to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you two? Like what, like shut up. 
Yeah. And from what I do remember about the Washington Heights song, it doesn't have that same like self-awareness. Yeah. Um, and it reminds me, I don't know if you've seen this TikTok going around of this like white guy who just moved to, I can't remember where in New York he had moved to, but he's like walking around going, oh, yeah. you guys, they don't even have grocery stores yeah. here. And everyone was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, <they do>. <laughs> <laughs> like this guy was just he like, very very tone deaf and like when you sent me that article I was like oh they were like those kids walking around Washington <laughs> yes, it's like they exactly don't even it, have though. grocery like stores here dumb, they just didn't know better and not that that like excuses things but it's kind of like oh these poor little like they were not poor little children <laughs> when you compare Patty to to Washington Heights I think that in the Patty song the butt of the joke is the people singing whereas mm -hmm. in Washington Heights the butt of the joke is Washington Heights yeah that's the difference. Yeah. Um, so yeah, anyway, I just wanted to, to add that like little update. Um, this, I mean, I don't know if I should be advocating for people to like listen to it or not, but there are people like videos of people performing yeah, it. I think you're you really can look curious. It up. Yeah. Um, props to them for taking it off streaming services. Creators doing what they want with their work. That's awesome. Love it. And also um, like art evolves. Yeah, exactly. Like the constitution should. <laughs> um, not to get too political anyway so um should we do our recreates yeah let's do it mine's a little basic but i think it's fine <laughs> that's fine um so mine i basically was like i going back to the idea of jason robert brown like taking songs he'd already written and you know putting them together um, I was like, well, what if Jason Robert Brown wrote fugitive songs, but like did that same thing? So I took like the escape theme basically and then took oh, a different Jason. I basically made a cash show. Very so. similar recreates. Are you calling mine basic? <laughs> no, I think that yours is gonna be like the level five version of where mine is like the level two. <laughs> okay. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. But anyway, so basically I just took like a bunch of Jason Robert Brown songs and tried to fit them into like a fugitive songs narrative, but was also like thinking about how he did songs of the world and how he would probably do something like fugitive songs. So it has like a songs of the world structure with a different theme, basically, okay, if that makes cool. sense. Yeah, it does. Okay. So, and I've got them split into acts. It's very short. There are four performers, much like songs for a new world. So we start off with wait till you see what's next, which is kind of like this idea. It's from um, an album of his called how we react and how we recover. The idea of it is basically like you ain't seen nothing yet. Like wait till you see where I go kind of, which mm -hmm. I guess is like similar to ready to run, but a little more hopeful, I guess. And we could make it like, it's just Jason Robert Brown on this album but you know if you could put multiple voices into it you could definitely like easily I think pick four part harmony in there there we got that so then we've got man number one starts off the show he's gonna sing this song called Melinda which I don't really know why it's called Melinda it's also from how we reacted how we recover um but the song is basically just like a guy who like wants to be noticed and wants to be famous and like wants to like you know go do big things so I think man one is going to sing that. We're going to say he wants to be a musician because that ties into something later. And then the next song is called um, Leo's at Work, technically, slash What Am I Waiting For? But kind of focusing on the What Am I Waiting For part from Parade. Um, so this is sung between Leo and I can't remember what his wife's name is in that show. But Leo and his wife in Parade. Um, so this will be woman number one and man number two. And her part of the song is sort of like, 
what's next? Like we got married. Why am I not happy? Basically is like, she's like trying to find like some form of happiness. And he's sort of like, it's, I kind of envisioned it as like a not getting married today. Like, you know, the scene right after she thinks that where she's like, but what if this goes wrong? But what if Mm -hmm. this goes wrong? And he's like, okay, but it hasn't yet. Like chill, (laughs) chill the (laughs) fuck out. (laughs) So um, so I kind of imagine them as that sort of couple and they, she like has like kind of like a break, like this was supposed to, I'm supposed to be happy. Like, this is like what I'm supposed to do like that and kind of has a freak out. Very Amy-esque from company. Next we've got moving too fast. So this could be woman number two, little gender swap for Jamie from the last five years. And I think like you could change the like meaning and some lyrics in the song. Cause I'm sure they had to change some lyrics for songs for a new world. There's no way they were all just perfect already. Um, but like make it more instead of like, holy crap. Like I can't believe how good things are going for me into like, holy crap. I'm being stretched thin, 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 like sap. Like she like, uh, I guess could be a writer like Jamie is. And she just like, is being stretched too thin by an agent stretched too thin by like publishers and just like duh, 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 snap needs a break and then the last song will be another life from the bridges of madison county oh. which will be man number two again i would have to change some lyrics here as well but like so this is who woman number one has just sort of like left because she's freaked yeah. out so he's like thinking about like what the fuck <laughs> like, <I'm, laughs> like the song the lyric that really like snagged in my brain was like four years of confusion like a scarf like just like what I don't understand what's going on okay I love that song (laughs) I know me too (laughs) and then we've got act two so we start with brand new you from 13 (laughs) um side note don't you know that we're getting blessed with 13 the musical the movie in less than a month Logan guess I did less than a month I'm so (laughs) excited I cannot wait it's gonna be great um it's gonna be good so I think we'd have to change some lyrics here but because I think that I want this to be more like, look at me, like brand new you, brand new me, sort of like yeah. they're all singing it together and like, we've made our changes. And then like the sat the guy who got broken up with can be sad, like other people can be happy, like kind of all that. And then we've got to have man number one. So this is a musician guy singing Getting Out, which is my favorite Jason Robert Brown song from Wearing Someone Else's Clothes, which have you ever heard that song? No. It fucking rules. It's so funny. Show is um it's just like a, I think it's just a concept album like I think okay. he just like kind of threw some stuff together he he does that sometimes um look up Ariana Grande singing it you can't really understand the words like typical okay. Ariana but, <laughs> but you can like look at the lyrics while she sings it it's really fun it's basically just about like I can't believe this these other people are getting more famous than me like fuck this yeah. um so he's kind of going through that at this time and then we're gonna have a miracle would happen slash when you come home to me so this would be woman number one seeing the miracle would happen part and man number two kind of like when you come home to me is this the couple and I think you could change some words of like the miracle would happen to be more like less of like oh I can't hit on anyone and more of like <laughs> I thought this would help like why hasn't it helped like maybe like I am like hitting on guys and they are hitting on me and I am doing all this stuff but like it's not making me happy. Like I thought it would like, she's just like, what is going on? Like, she's just having a freak out. Um, next we've got temporarily lost from the bridges of Madison County. So this would be woman number two. So she's basically like fucked off after having this, like, kind of like, I have been having a career crisis. So she's like taking a break being temporarily lost. It's a beautiful song. 
Um, next, we've got Someone to Fall Back on, which is also from Wearing Someone Else's Clothes, mm-hmm. which is a really lovely song. And it'll be man number two, kind of, maybe he's like, I kind of envision like leaving her a message, or like calling her just to like tell her that he like doesn't mind being the person again like amy from company sort of like i don't mind being the person here when you need to have your moments or whatever yeah um and then we've got here i come from 13 which i was kind of envisioning as like a duet between man number one so musician guy and woman number two writer gal like a shared song like he's not giving up on his musician dream and this song has a lot of like I'm not quitting I'm not running sort of energy which I think will be kind of similar to future songs like starting to like come back to the concept of home and she's like more like I'm taking control of my career now I'm not gonna let these people boss me around or whatever and at the end I wanted to end it with everyone singing all things in time from how we react and how we recover which is just like a final like accepting life as it comes Mm, I love that thank you JRB write it (laughs) you're Um, welcome I really should have gone first but oh my god (laughs) (laughs) one quick thing I want to say when you talked about the gender bending part that was another cool thing that they acknowledged in the um update from 2020 they Mm -hmm. were like another thing we want to talk about is that we've seen a lot of like gender bent productions and casting non-binary cast members and Mm -hmm. like basically we're like we love that and we want to keep encouraging that and so yeah another happy day to shout out uh okay so what i wanted to do was um write a whole new show called fugitive songs for a new world um (laughs) (laughs) okay combine what i think the two central ideas of each show are so I, I think it's not that far off with what you were saying earlier in your like analysis section, but for Fugitive Songs, obviously it's like running away. For sure. um, Songs for a New World, I said fear is like kind of at the center of the show. So basically what I did is I just have seven like songs that would be in this show. Um, you'll see what I mean when I get to do the first one um, mm-hmm. that are basically like combining the two shows together to create like a multi-song cycle so the first song is reasons to run for a new world which is a combination (laughs) of reasons to run and um oh i guess it's just songs for a new world sorry (laughs) wait it's one of the songs from yeah opening the new world okay yeah um so yeah Reasons to run for a new world. So the idea, why oh, Willie? I know. Sorry, I didn't know if you noticed that. <laughs> hey, um, so basically, all the future songs are going to be the same context. So I'm going to describe like what element of fear that the songs for a new world would add in these. Okay. So in this, like the it would be a version of reasons to run that really focuses like on the fear aspect, like kind of the if I stay part. That would okay. be like kind of the anxiety behind it. Next song. I'm not afraid of Annie's party. <laughs> it's a, a mashup of I'm not afraid of anyone and Annie's party. Cool. So this would be like kind of like the anxiety of being at a party where you only know one person. And so you're still like you're fugitive, you know, you're like on your own, but like there's a lot of fear around that as well. And like the yeah. idea of socializing and stuff. I love that. <laughs> I hate being alone at parties. Yeah. <laughs> Next song is Kansas. Kansas Highway Sky, Sun, and Moon, <laughs> which is kind of like uh, a juxtaposition where Kansas Highway Sky is all about the like endless great outdoors kind of vibe. Love and this song. would be like the fear of nature and the outdoors. So like 
it would be juxtaposing you know the <laughs> feeling of being free and wide open in nature but then like oh bugs and heat and like not amenities <laughs> yeah <laughs> not air conditioning <laughs> yeah um next song would be poor little patty she cries is <laughs> a matchup before little patty and she cries Nice. And this would be like a really literal take on it. And it would be like an extreme fear of like being kidnapped. <laughs> Next song we have Spring Cleaning Christmas Lullaby, kind of like a time lapse <laughs> song. And mm. it's kind of like about the anxiety of aging and growing older and like kind of feeling stagnant throughout the passage of time. Mm-hmm. And then we have Growing Up, Flying Home. Um, so in Fugitive Songs, Growing Up is like a retrospective look, I guess, on childhood and the things mm-hmm. that fucked, fucked you up and then like the want to get away from those. Um, so it would be like that, but like specifically with the fear of returning home and returning back to like family that in many cases may have like caused that exact anxiety. Yeah. And then last we have hear my song one of these nights <laughs> which is a mashup Why don't of one you? Of these <laughs> and hear my song um and much like fugitive songs is about fleeing um but ends with coming back home this one is kind of like the show is also about fear and it's going to end with coming back home and overcoming fear um nice. together so that's my mashup of fugitive songs for a new world I love it. It wasn't, you you could go second. That was great. Thank you. Well, that was great. Um, Sorry if it was making a lot of noise during that last time. I get it. Okay. Do you know what we're doing next? Because we went in a different direction. I do. (laughs) Okay. Do you want to announce it? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. This episode is. The metaphor is the point. Woo! Kind of an odd title, but I hope you'll see what we mean when we talk about the shows. Mm -hmm. But basically both are really metaphorical titles and concepts that like are maybe more on the nose than you might expect. Yes. I wonder if you'll be able to guess them. Yeah. Who knows? Let us know. Yeah. Well, this was great. I had such a blast talking about both these shows. I love them a lot. Me too. And we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.